The opening bell with Jules Valance. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, ready when you are. And of course, uh, you're going to win $500 playing Saturday Survivor. Jules Valance from a Foxcatcher joins me this morning. Hello, Jules. G'day, Milo. How are we? Very well. Um, interesting looking through some of the markets this morning compared to uh, compared to a couple of days ago. There's been some big scratchings. There's been some big market moves. Uh, we'll hope to cover most of them. Do you want to start up at the sunny coast so before, before we turn our attention to uh, to finals day? Yeah, I think we do the quaddy legs up at Sunshine Coast, get a bit of a, the punters a bit of a feel of what's going up there, and then we'll head down to Flemington for finals day, mate. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, how was the week overall for you before we get stuck into that? Not too bad? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Got through it. Um just surviving at this present time, there's, it's hard to look at what other people are doing in different parts of the world and then look out the window and it's nine degrees. So um, we're just putting one foot in front of the other at the moment. Beautiful. Well, let's get into the sunny coast, the Caloundra Cup over the 2,400 metres, race number six. Reasonably wide at the market here. Maybe a slight drift on Zoom on. I expected maybe them from to come for it, but is it that query about the 2,400 that they... Uh, the punters maybe not stepping in to zoom on. Yeah, possibly. I think probably if you look at, say, a horse like zoom on compared to Luncey's and which one's going to start clear-cut favourite, I think it's going to be zoom on. Um, just a half a kilo above the minimum. Drawn a little bit sticky, but I think Tim Clark can navigate there. I think where I can see this morning, zoom on starts clear favourite. I think if you like Luncey's, you're going to get better than that $4. Um, it's, it's probably the hole in the market, I think. And the other horse that's probably been supported as a middle pinner probably this morning in particular. Well, not so much this morning, but just at certain times. Um, Boy Dijon, the three. That's me. It's the one. Yeah. So I think it's the one that probably continues to tighten up. I think six $6.50 probably doesn't last throughout the day. I think it tightens up and gets a little bit closer. But I think Zumon starts favourite. Luncey's drifts. Looks like Desert Icon, who's a pretty foolproof horse in terms of you know where he's going to be on speed. But... He's the one that's probably also got a bit of a gap in him, and six fifty probably you get better than that seven dollars as well. Here's what uh, Aaron Lau, assistant trainer to Annabelle Nisham, had to say about Boy Diagent. I think so. Uh, Boy Diagent, uh, he sort of had didn't have a great run in transit the other day. Um, on a day where you had to be sort of up there in the first three or four, um, but look, his work on Tuesday was very good. He travelled up in good order. Um, look, I think he'll be competitive. Uh, that's what he had to say about Boyd Dejont. I just asked him quickly on Regal Line because we did mention it with Annabelle Nisham, and here's what he had to say about Regal Line. Yeah, absolutely. He really turned the form around. I think the blinkers really did the trick and spiked him up, and he won with a bit in hand as well. So, no, he's in good order. Uh, looking forward to him going around on Saturday. Uh, interesting to chat to Aaron Lau during the week. We'll turn our attention towards the Winx Guineas, and look, it's been about Soothsayer from the get-go here, hasn't it? And it, it looked... Uh, a genuine two-horse race for me, Jules, between the two and the four. How's the market handling it this morning? Yeah, you're right. Soothsay is really solid. So this is a really sustained push. I mean, $4.50 sort of bet Wednesday, um, $3.90 available yesterday. It just kept getting knocked off the board. And even this morning, sort of after scratchings again, it comes in again. So Soothsay are... Um, from that draw, it's going to continue, I think, to be really firm. It's, unless we see something in the first six races that, you know, maybe inside's off or something like that from it drawing that gate three, you would think it probably does, doesn't start with the three in front of it. It's going to continue to sort of hold its price. 
uh, from the Grabini point of view, I think it probably gets a little bit soft. I'm not saying it's going to get massive out the gate, but it just feels like what the market's doing at the moment, it's happy to take it on. So if you like Grabini from that wide gate, I think you're going to get better than the $4.40. There's no real need to, to back it now. I think you're going to get better than that. And Crafty Eagle is the other one, Milo, that's been really solid, especially uh, sort of yesterday. They bet bigger prices. They bet close to double figures, this horse. And now it's rock solid at that, at that $6. Again, it's drawn really wide for Tyler Schiller, but they're sort of happy to be with Crafty Eagle. But Soothsay is going to start clear-cut favourite and really solid. I can't find a hole in it from a market perspective. Yeah, on top for me, or, or just try to do something with the four as well there or box them up. This race, the Tab Glasshouse over the 1,400, this is wild. I, I, the more you look at this, uh, the, I could look at it from about three or four different angles. The one horse I did think that was going to maybe come in was the four Gravina. It looked overs to me, Jules. This is a, yeah, you're right. It, it's a really tough race. And I think probably at some stage, yeah, it, it might continue to tighten up Gravina. Munamek, I can't really knock it from a market perspective. It's still really solid. So... Um, Look, it might shift a little bit, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be a massive shift for it. Uh, there's other horses that have been supported, like Chassis, who went really good last start, but drawn horribly. But the market sort of still, you know, they bet $14, $15, this horse. It's continued to firm in, especially this morning. So good push for it. And a really good push for Vespertine as well. So $15 again bet. $8.50 sort of bet this morning, and it's now into $6.50, $7, and I don't think the $7 last. So this is a, a really open, flat market, Milo. Um, there's going to be plenty of opinions there. I don't think we're going to see big shifts out, and I don't think we're going to see big shifts in. It's just going to be all these horses holding their price. So really competitive. You find the winner, you've done really well. And there's sort of another horse, Cinewan, who's sort of been off, you know, he's really fallen off a cliff after... I think starting a favour in a group one down here at Caulfield one day, and that's going back some time. Um, he's been 21 into 12. So market's suggesting that Sinawan might be able to get back to that form when he sort of came here as an import and sort of lit it up a little bit. So really open race, no real edge from a market perspective. We've got a race nine on the card, and I don't have much to say here. I know a few keen and ubiquitous. Um, I know Red Ruby, some hope, but... Um... Uh, and I had it sort of marked maybe a bit shorter, but that's I've got no idea here. Yeah, tough. But Rubiculus is really short, uh, really firm. So solid market push for Rubiculus. That's that's a good push from a market perspective for that horse. Outside of that, um, probably reliable Ruby is the other one that sort of tightened up. You know, double figures now into six dollars. But sort of overall flavour of the day at Sunshine Coast, Milo, as you can sort of gather from what we've spoken about, is pretty competitive open races. So. Um, if you want to play there, um, yeah, good luck because I think uh, the market's struggling with most of these races at the Sunshine Coast. My two best bets up there have been hammered. Uh, can we just a quick look at race one, Defiant Spirit, the number one? Yeah, yep. So solid, dollar eighty-five. No real knock there from a market perspective. I'm looking outside it. Okay, so what's been back that possibly changes the complexion here? I don't think Femme Fatale is going to. Fo- tighten up so you know you're going to get better a better price about it uh the bottom one Kitri again i think it's going to start double figures the sonic boom's tight enough so what i'm sort of getting at is the point that i don't think defiant spirit's going to be a big drifter um that's dollar 85 dollar 90 you might at some stage get black figures but i reckon you are 
probably going to struggle from now. So it's been really well supported, Defiant Spirit. Well, those that tuned in yesterday and Thursday hopefully took it and hopefully they got the black figures about this one. Race four, number one, Golden Boom. This was my best anywhere in the country and they they like the 220, the 10, the evens into a dollar seventy five. Yeah, really good push here, Milo. Absolutely. And it brings the right form on. There's no doubting that. So again, I look outside to see where the middle pinners are. Vodka Martini, so there's a bit of support for it with um, across the board. So that sort of seven fifty becomes five fifty. And I reckon five fifty probably gets wiped off in the next five, ten minutes and it's gonna get into sort of four eighty, four sixty across the board pretty shortly, I think, for vodka martini. So Damage done with Golden Boom, no doubt. So you've shopped really well. I think you're going to get better than the dollar seventy. Whether it gets back out to black figures, I'm not so sure. But yeah, shopped early, you get the other uh, black figures. You've done well, Golden Boom, but really good support as well for Vodka Martini. They are completely gapping the rest. If you like anything else in this race, you're going to get a better price than what's available now for it. Anything suggested from you at the Sunny Coast before we shut up shop? No, just from a market perspective, I think Soothsayer is the one that sort of ticks all the boxes. Uh, we've spoken about it through other weeks, these horses that just continue to firm in, and, and this is a really good push for Soothsayer. So from a market perspective, that would the one, that would be the one that I've zeroed in um, at Sunshine Coast, mate. Yeah, they're the only three I'm probably going to bet on at the Sunny Coast all day. Hey, uh, we're going to jump to a break. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au uh, And also Saturday Survivor. $500 up for grabs. Pick a place getter in every race at Flemington today. For your chance to win, head to seansurvivor.com.au. We'll break. And when we come back on the other side of this, we'll turn our attention towards Flemington. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Nicely done, Ollie. Welcome back. Winners, the opening bell on your Saturday morning. 9.18, Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher here with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocked Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Uh, we're going to turn our attention to Flemington, Jules, and we'll work our way through the nine races. Um, uh, some huge scratchings, though, across uh, the Flemington card as well as Rose Hill. I mean, we saw Caboo scratched up at Rose Hill. We've seen Stapati scratched here at Flemington. Uh, also, Cy scratched here at Flemington. Um, can you just explain to the, the layman in what, what happens when you have a, uh, a real short one get scratched out of the market? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, probably the example is the party uh, in particular. Um, more or less, you have to reframe the market. So you just about have to go back and reprice every horse, and that's what I've had to do because with Stepati in the market sort of at a dollar forty. Um, I think it's taken out, you know, maybe up to 50, 50 cent deduction. I'm not really sure what the deductions are, but they'd be quite heavy for those people that played Thursday, Friday, uh, Wednesday. And I don't think many would have played into that race anyway. So I know we didn't have anyone that played into that race. So it's a moot point. But you have to just recalibrate the whole race because, in essence, probably a lot of the big form guys probably just marked at a certain price, $1.40, $1.45, and forgot about the rest and, and, and you move on. And now all of a sudden it becomes a really open race really competitive race and you've got to try and find the edges of what horse might be able to control the tempo or what horse might be in front of the other and have a map advantage. So 
from what becomes a very easy race to price at the start, then becomes a very difficult price. You've got to sort of all do it within 12 hours. But this time of the year, we see that a little bit. I think Milo horses sort of are trying to figure out, do they have one more? And because they really want to build into the spring. So they've got to be really careful with that. And I think we see that through the years, especially this time in the winter in Melbourne. Horses sometimes are scratched because they might not have worked as good as they want or they want to get straight to the paddock because... Uh, there's much bigger options for them in the spring. Uh, let's start with race number one. Now, um, we've talked Tommy Two plays all week, Dean Watling and I, in regards to the one extreme spirit and the six Yoronga songbird, but it looks like there's money coming for really sort of some of these runners of Snowdens and Bedgegoods as well as uh, the J.D. Hayes runner, Stellar Olympus. Just a competitive race, um, up the straight, small field, so barrier's not going to be as important as sometimes they can be up the straight. Um, from what I can see here, probably Extreme Spirit's the one that I think might continue to tighten up. Probably if you spoke to me half an hour, I would have said, half an hour ago, I would have said Mafia is probably the one that's going to start a clear favourite. From just the last five minutes, it seems Extreme Spirit has just tightened up across the board, which is positive. If you like Spring Eagle, $7 now, you're going to get better than that. I think that's probably going to get closer to double figures, so you don't need to jump into that. Stellar Olympus that you mentioned from the Hayes camp is solid as a rock, so I can't knock it from a market perspective. Eugenius is the one that's obviously friendless. It's going to continue to drift as well. And then Yoronga Songbird is a first starter here, so you see some support early doors. And I think we've spoken about this. I've spoken a little bit about this with Gareth. Just don't be worried about you know three dollars forty out to five dollars for this first starter. As we say, the bigger players who move these markets just don't have any. Real, real data on the horse that, have, that they haven't raced. So these horses will get soft in the market, but if you trust the trials and you believe in the trials or the jump outs or whatever it is you look at, do not worry about the drift because it really has no impact compared to other races. So um, you're going to see your wrong songbird at some stage continue to drift probably. The 440 might even start with the five in front. If you like it, don't be uh, turned off by that. And conversely, if it continues to tighten up, that's a great sign because what they're doing is the bigger players are not loving what they're seeing with these horses they've seen on the track before. They're spitting that form out and saying, we just want a different form line. So really interesting race uh, when these horses that are uh, unraced go up against horses that have raced before. The market's usually really fascinating. Here's what uh, JD Hayes had to say about Stellar Olympus. He's a horse with lots of ability. Um, we've taken a while to educate him, but that's when you see him in the yard. He's a he's a very big horse, um, so he's just taking a bit of time, and whatever he does on debut, he's going to improve, and I think 1,400 is his ideal trip. Uh, we go to Flemington, race two. Uh, it's been all about Pacific Ruby, um, and it's one of my better ones of the day, this. Um, oh, I think it will win. Uh, is there much for anything else? I'm sure Sione is going to shorten. Yeah, so Pacific Ruby is a really interesting one. I agree with you. It seems like she's the lock for the day. But just from a market perspective, I think we're going to get better than 270, 280 about her. So she's got the the way it's moving. You're probably going to start with the three in front. She was outstanding, I thought, first up. Slowly run race, last 400, 200, very good. Uh, second up record's outstanding. Always progresses in the ratings. But the market's happy to... They think she's short enough at 270, 280. So... Um, yeah, I'd be holding off her. You're going to get a better price about her. Dazzling Lucy's tight enough for that 650 into 550. Good support there for her. And she's pretty rich. 
you know, double figures. I think that might end up being single figures at some stage throughout betting. There's just a bit of support for she's pretty rich. So, look, she's going to start favourite Pacific Ruby, but you might get better than $2.70, which come after the race, some might say is a bit of a spoil because I know um, a few people have her as their best, obviously, as you do as well, Mark. Let's go to race number three. Really interesting now in the market. Now, uh, yesterday and the day before, we mentioned about that the dollar fifty for Stepati wasn't the betting prop. So a, a few of you, maybe off the advice of the Giddy Up Show, took Sun Source at a reasonable price each way. You're going to get some deductions there, of course. But um, oh, I'm still with Sun Source here now um, uh, as the winner, uh, rather than just betting value. But um, look, you're getting line them up, Louis Sun Source, and the, the market really came for Asierto with the scratching of Stepati and. African pioneer. Yeah, this is really interesting, as we spoke about. So it completely flips on its head, complete change-up. I think when Stepati was in the race, line him up, Louis was a horse that the market didn't really want to touch. They were against it for whatever reason. Stepati comes out of the race, and then, as you said, there was a bit of support for Asierto and, and even Sunsource. Now what you're seeing is Asierto and Sunsource are on the drift, and they'll continue to get bigger. So if you like Asierto, Sunsource, hold off, you'll get a better price. Whereas line them up, Louis is the one that's tightened right up this morning. So really important. The bigger players are playing now, and they want to be with line them up, Louis. So it just goes to show, um, Milo, that you know when when Stepati was in this race, they didn't want to have a bar of line them up, Louis. It continued to drift, and it was going to be you know bigger out of all those uh, Sun Source and Asierto, much bigger. And now it comes out, changes the complexion of the race completely, and now the big guys want to be with line them up, Louis. So really interesting. I found that. It's um, it's it's the scratching. I had a chat to Paul Pruska about Stepati, and he he sort of said that this is the one. You know, the third time down, you know, it, it was sort of a bit funny saying, "Yep, well, you know, the horse is fine, but it's the third trip down to Flemington. You know, things can go wrong. This is a nervy one. You take him down once, it all goes to plan. You take him down twice, it all goes to plan." And he said that he was nervous about about this trip. So it's just funny that that then the horse comes out, isn't it? About um, sort of edgy with three-year-old, uh, with two-year-olds, isn't it? Like two-year-old colts, especially. One thing can go wrong, and you just don't really want to touch them. Uh, absolutely, and the thing is, like he's got a big trip. I think all the time. It's more or less like you know, sort of nearly coming from Adelaide, and we've sort of spoken about horses sometimes that are continually coming back from Adelaide to Melbourne. You know, for you know the Guineas Preludes and the the Caulfield Guineas, it actually can really impact the horses if they do it three or four times, and you sort of like the horse to end up staying in Melbourne. I think that's a bit of an edge. Um, and also, you don't want the horse, and I think in the back of his mind, to have a bad experience. So if he was to um and ah about this run and then go to the break or go to the break, I think he's decided, look, I'm going to go to the break now, have the horse full of confidence, really good rating race, go out on a high, which we speak about a lot, and then they usually come back right on that level. You don't want to have the horse having a bad experience for whatever reason, and then it can just absolutely crush the horse going forward, especially young horses. So um, as much as people are probably disappointed in seeing Separd, disappointing in not seeing him today, I think it's a great sign for the camp and for the connections that they've decided to do this because um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it first up in the spring. I agree. Hey, uh, let's go to race number four. I'm not touching this with borrowed money. Oh, I've got no clue. Um, so what's happening in the market? Oh, I just yeah, This is good yeah. luck here. It is. They just seem to take their turn, don't they, Milo? So you've just got to try and figure out which one you think is going to be taking its turn today. From a market perspective, what can I help? Well, Port Guam won, obviously, at a massive price last start. 
it's solid. So, you know, you would think, okay, well, you know, wins at 26 or $31 last start, and now you're going to take $5. The market's happy to take that. Um, so it's been the firmer this morning. It probably runs close to favourite, you would think. T Waters, no knock from a market perspective at all. I think if you like Rolls, hold off. You're going to get a better price about it. I think if you like Irish Butterfly, hold off. You're going to get a better price about it. Um, no real knock from Mimi's award. It's just sort of holding its price at that at that level. But, yeah, it's really tough. The market suggests it's really tough. And when punters are happy to take $5 poor Guam after winning at $31, it sort of just... Um, shows that this, this is tough. Yeah, it, uh, it's as tough as old boots. What we might might do is we might jump to the news a fraction early. A few off the text, Scotty from Bayswater, Duran Duran, my wife's loving the show now. Uh, Miles and Jules, uh, race two, number two at Flemington. We've covered that for you, Jace. Morning, Miles. What are your thoughts on my namesake, um, Braden Starr? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that um, in a while, Brado. Uh, let's jump to the newsroom. This is the opening bell. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. And we'll be back right after this. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The opening bell, Jules Valance, Miles Fitzner with you. 0499 736 736. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles, and they are ready when you are. Don't forget, sensurvivor.com.au, $500 available today. Opening bell means we look at the markets, and it's a really interesting one here in race number five at Flemington in the AR Kresic Stakes. And look, uh, there's been a bit of a move for the horse that I had on top here in Legio 10, uh, Jules, and I'd, I'd like to know sort of which of the Cummings runners seems to be getting more support, but it looks like Legio Tennis after Renosu was a bit shorter on the open. Yeah, no, totally agree with you here, Milo. So Renosu went up favourite sort of 3.30, 3.40, and Legio 10 was sort of around that $5 mark. Um, look, they're pretty close together now, sort of if some joints there sort of rock solid around $4.20 each of two or $4.00. We're happy to sort of take on Renusu at fact Foxcatcher. We just don't think there's much between them. I know they get Blake Shannon, he's, um, he's airborne, but yeah, there's not much between. These are really good progressive sprinters, these three-year-olds. So this is a really good hot race, and it doesn't end there. Um, cause for concern, really solid in the market, so that's a positive push for that horse. Um, and extra two is probably your hole in the market from that gate one. Wouldn't be surprised to see it possibly drift out a little bit, but yeah, it's a good race. As I said, it doesn't end there. But I would suggest from a market perspective, Legio 10 is solid. Renusu a little bit soft as is extra two. Yeah, Legio 10 on board for those that are writing them down for me. Um, yeah, it was sort of around five. So I think it'll continue to shorten. We go to race number six. Another 2,500-metre polytrack mahogany challenge final. Um I had Levi Kavanagh on uh, on the show during the week. I'll just get his thoughts on first immortal before we get in the market. He's won two at Flemington at two thousand in these lead up races, and you know, look, we we think he's going to get the two thousand five hundred, no problem at all. Um, he's he's got more weight this week, um, but you know, he he's um, he's done really well, and and he's earned his spot in the field. That's uh, Levi Kavanagh there on First Immortal. What's happening in the market here, mate? It's not a race I'm really going to be playing in. Yeah, it's a bit similar to the other staying race, to be honest, Milo. Again, just 
can't really get a guide on are these horses going to be consistent enough to put a few together. There's no knock on first immortal. It's going really well. It's got Blake Shin, good gate, so you think you get smothered up. It's the favourite sort of four dollars and it's sort of tightened up continually. Again, we're sort of we marked it a little bit bigger, so we're happy to sort of be taking it on. Outside of it, um Wakamana again sort of holding its price at five dollars fifty. Um, horses that I think possibly have tightened up and the one that I think might tighten up continually more is Midnight Lady. So $16, $17 bet about it, even up to $19. Uh, into $11 now, I wouldn't be surprised to see it start single figures, Milo, Midnight Lady. So from a market perspective, it's really even and open. But if you wanted one that was uh, double figures that you think might shorten throughout the day, I would be telling the punters out there it's Midnight Lady. Midnight Lady. Let's go to race number seven, the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Final. Big scratching with Cy. And I know Kath Coleman um, had been quoted as saying that they were going to run Invincible Caviar or Cy, depending on who it would favour the track more. Um, I, I want to draw your attention to this because there has been a market move. But J.D. Hayes, uh, J.D. Hayes said this during the week about Nicolani Vito. He had a very good break. Um, to try and get on this leg early and because he's a horse that really likes his race of space. So um, he's a winner down the straight. He's trolled up super. I think he's our best for today. The big push by him and the market sort of followed too. You could have got close enough to 11s for Nicolini Vito. No doubt. Yeah, that is a solid push. And I think probably if it was a bigger field and had drawn that wide gate, I think that would be even more of a positive. But it's, you know, there's not that many in it. There's only 12 in it. So maybe they'll huddle up the middle and it, won't be as big an advantage, but we do usually think middle to wide gates when this rail is in the true up the straight is a plus. So I can't see it getting any bigger from that quote. You're right. Again, Cy coming out really changes sort of where we look at these kinds of horses. It's our time is the favourite at $4.40, but it look, look, it doesn't do too much wrong, but I think you're going to get better than $4.40 than what you're currently getting. Pizarro down from Sydney, uh, sold enough at $5. Invincible Caviar... Yeah, that $11. I think it probably ends up getting close to maybe the single figures. I think yep. he's screaming for 1,200 metres. I agree. doubting that. But is it also screaming for a bend? That's the only other thing I've got with Invincible Caviar. I thought maybe is it half a run short. But the market is um, treading towards it a little bit. And I just wouldn't back off there to Dubai. It was a big price as well. And again, it's another one that I think might continue to tighten up as we get closer to the jump. So another one that's been... I think looking for 1,200 metres and it gets to that. Whether it again, it's another horse, I think similar to Invincible Caviar that might be better around a bend, but pretty open competitive race. Uh, those two, Dance to Dubai and Invincible Caviar, wouldn't be surprised to see them tighten up. I was bullish, Cy, but now I'm getting value yeah. for Tycoonist, Nicolini Vito, Dance to Dubai and Invincible Caviar. You're getting nearly all double figures for all of them. You don't you can just sort of spread and... Hope for the best, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you've got a favourite like It's Our Time, who's a solid enough horse that we know enough about it that we know that, you know, its best is gettable. The, the other horses, if they get to their peak or even progress past that, it's good enough to beat It's Our Time. So when you've got a favourite that you've got a really good hold on, you can sort of play around the edges there and, and find some value. Yeah, late all day for me. Let's go to race number eight, uh, the Winter Championship Final. This race, I was saying during the week... This race can throw up some fair income doozies, this. Um, yeah. I, fa- I found the doozy one year. Uh, it was a horse that I tried to get into. Uh, I tried to give a push for the Battlers. I think it was Mongolian Marshall at 44s, I reckon, 
about three years ago, two or three years ago. Um, this is tough as old boots, this race. I'm not, I, I thought Jimmy the Bear and Unusual Culture were as good as any. Jules, what's happening in the market? Yeah, and market agrees with you, especially with Jimmy the Bear. It sort of tightened up this morning, $5 bet, now into $4.20. So from what you can see, there's not much between Hit and Charterhouse, who I thought was outstanding on Australian debut. You go back to its Irish, Irish form, it's a listed win over 1,600 metres. So we know that's good enough to be winning a listed race here at Flemington when you only got 55.5 kilos. It's just going to be a bit tricky for Blake from that gate, whether they take their medicine and go all the way back to last which is no real disadvantage at Flemington compared to other tracks like Caulfield. But, um, yeah, it, it's getting a little bit soft in the market. Charter House, that 480, it starts with the five in front. The one that's tightened up, and it tightened up last start, is Unusual Culture. Um, you know, 750 now into $6 and really solid there on the minimum. But, again, another race here, uh, flavour of the day, really open, really competitive, 1,600-metre uh, race, tough. I just want to touch on Keats, who's um, sort of hovering around that $11 mark. We sort of said it in our Fox Catcher previews. If this track was racing like a soft six or a soft seven, you'd see this horse tighten up. We know we're on a soft five, and it doesn't look like we're probably going to get any worse than that. So it might be the one that continues to drift as well. But, um, yeah, I think it's just screaming for a really soft track, Keats. I think it's going uh, really well, but... Uh, this track might just dry out a little bit too much for it. The unusual culture on top for me, definitely having a bet, Jimmy the Bear. We'll jump to a quick break, Jules. Um, we'll do race number nine, recap Flemington, and then a few around the grounds uh, on the other side of this. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Go check it out uh, for the opening bell. Back in a moment. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. I do. Had a few of these in Bali before the old dinghy got hold of me. I can assure you that much. It's the opening bell on a Saturday morning. Miles Fitzner filling in for Gareth Hall. And for the opening bell from Foxcatcher, Fox the star himself, Jules Valance, with me. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Uh, Jules, we'll go to race number nine at Flemington. Uh, I had a couple of the trainers on of a couple of these horses. I'll just get their audio first. Henry Dwyer, this is one of my better ones at Flem, the same as Pacific Ruby. It's what he had to say about Brun King. Yeah, I love the horse. Um, I reckon the miles what he's been crying out for. Like last time, he was sort of at the 300. You couldn't have had him winning from there. And he was sort of just going up and down the one spot. But as the race got longer, he sort of um, worked through gears and he, he really attacked the line and had the race have been 200 metres further, he probably wins by three lengths. So um, I reckon he's going to get a mile and, and, and probably 2,000 in time. Um, I think he's a really nice horse. So I think, uh, yeah, draw him well and uh, should be a good race for him. Uh, now, this is what Levi Kavanagh had to say about one of the uh, leading hopes to challenge Brun King in Lounge Bar Ruby. He really hits the line strong and, you know, he got further back than we wanted to be the other day at Caulfield, but just motored home and, and got the job done. You know, he's just a he's a tough horse. Uh, he's up to 1,600 metres this time, uh, which is going to be a bit of a look for us. We're not sure if he's... Um, you know, going to get that sort of trip, but he's earned his spot in there. He's done well in the lead-ups, and this is a final, so um, you know he's going to run here, and and he's had a great prep. He'll be in the paddock next week, 
you know, he's earned his spot there and we want to see if he's going to run that mile. He certainly runs through the line at 1,400, so it does suggest he'll get it. Uh, I know the favourite here, Golden Path, there's been money early. What are you seeing, Jules? Yeah, I think Golden Path's going to drift. We're happy to be top price. We're clear top price in the market, Golden Path. And he's only had two starts and he's been very good, no doubting that. He's on the minimum. Bo Mertens is riding really well. But just Matt's a little bit sticky. Brunking, um, which you like, Milo, uh, good support for. This is a really good push for this horse and probably gets the map advantage over, say, a rival like Golden Path. You'd think it'd be a pair in front at least of Golden Pass. So that's where the market is heading towards. You had Levi on Lounge Bar Ruby on the quick seven-day backup, which the market usually loves, but it's been soft. So $7 out to $8. If you like it, you're going to get better than that. $8 currently bet about it. Lethal Thoughts is holding its price at double figures with Blake Shin. There's a sort of good push for that horse. Um, and even the bottom one, Hellfire, there's a little bit of support for it. So, And also one that I have completely forgotten, which, again, at double figures, and I think tightens up even a little bit more, is Lady Jones, $11, $10. That might tighten up to single figures. There's a bit of support for it. So it's a deep race, but Brun King clearly best-backed and Golden Path. Don't think you need to be taking 3 about it. I think you're going to get better. Hey, uh, can you tell us, your, like, overall, I'm, I'm playing pretty light here, notoriously bad day. So Pacific Ruby, Brun King, and the two play in the first between the Gary Portelli runner, Extreme Spirit, and Yoronga Songbird, and I'll have a nibble unusual culture, and um, Jimmy the Bear. But well, what are your bests? Yeah, only the one bet for me today, Milo, and it's in race two. It's Pacific Ruby. So, um, look, being well found with the market, no doubting that, and just tightening up as I speak. So I was sort of thinking maybe we'd get $3. I don't think we will get that, but um, I think it's the most logical winner, so I was happy to have a good bet, Pacific Ruby in race two, Milo. I want to go a little bit wider. We've got a couple of minutes before we need a break. I want to go to Rose Hill if we can. Um, now, I, I tipped a horse yesterday and the day before um, at 100 to 1, uh, and it's in race number nine, if I could talk while you keep pulling it up. Yep. And the horse's name is Chateau Park, the 12, uh, over the 1800 here in a BM78. Now, I didn't really want the track to dry up, I sort of thought it might even sort of hold that price, but um, uh, I thought it was better on rain-affected ground. But there's been a nibble. There has, 34, 41. And I don't know if that 41's going to last either, to be honest. I think it's going to continue to firm up. I mean, in the same race, Braden Stars sort of holding its price around that $4 mark. It's solid enough. Um, and then, you know, outside of that touristic sort of a, a, a big drifter out to $5. So... Full is probably the only other one that's tightening up. Uh, you might have found one there, Milo, because that 100 is no longer available and you won't get anywhere near that come jump time. 41, it might tighten up even further from that. I want to touch quickly on race number eight and then to race number one, if we can, uh, Jules. Race number eight's had the scratching of what was the best up there at Rose Hill in Caboo. So it's put the market into a little bit of turmoil in this race. Yeah, it's thrown it into a complete spin. So, again, lesson for punters out there. Do not be worried about when you see an opening flux uh, for these horses. They'll be all firming and all tightening up. So just be careful of that because it's a complete reframe. So more or less go from 8 o'clock this morning. That's probably going to be your best guide. And the one down the bottom, Vienna Princess, no real knock from a market perspective. It's the one that's holding its price. Compare that to, say, a tractable. Um, it has drifted and will continue to drift I think um, as we get closer and probably the same as Logan Street Lions so of all those horses now this morning what's the one that's tightened right up 
Vienna Princess. I'm, um, we're going to jump to a break. My best up there, I'm going to back Plundering in the first. Faulkner Park in race sevens. My best there. Caboo was, but it's out. So Faulkner Park, Chateau Park, and then I'm having a nibble Plundering in the first. Have you got a best there at Rose Hill before the break or a bet? No, no, I don't. But what I will say is the two that you mentioned, Plundering and Faulkner Park, have been really solid. So a good push from the market perspective for both of those. So that that's always a help. Let's go to a break. On the other side of this, we'll wrap up the opening bell with Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Go and check it out. They're absolute stars at what they do. Foxcatcher, it's outstanding. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Absolutely outstanding out there in the booth. Block of seagulls. Miles Fitz and the Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Stocking Toyota certified vehicles. Uh, and also don't r- take a chance. Go to Alan Mance. Don't risk your shirt. Don't risk your pants. Don't take a chance. Go to Alan Mance. I realise I've got to say chance in that one, not chance. Jules, like good old South Australian that I am. <laughs> hey, um, can we recap your best? We've got four minutes left. I want your best. I'll yeah. recap mine. And then I'll, I might find one or two, one race at Murray Bridge and one at Belmont if we can. Yeah, backing Flemington race two, number two, Pacific Ruby, second up. I think she wins. Also, just Milo, um, horses we're taking on, so happy to lay. Race five, number three, Renusu, clearly best in market. And also race nine, number nine, Golden Path. We're happy to take those two horses on. So if you like them, come knock us off. I am uh, Sunny Coast, Defiant Spirit and Golden Boom. If you've taken them and you've got better than the evens, well done. If not, maybe put them together now to get a price. Uh, Flemington, race two, number two, Pacific Ruby, and race nine, number four, Brun King, with a few of those other little plays in there. Uh, Rose Hill, uh, we're going to be uh, plundering in the first. Faulkner Park in race seven is going to be the best up there, and we've got Shadow Park at 100s to run for us. And then there's a couple I want to mention. Murray Bridge in race number eight, uh, it's a really interesting race here, Jules. Uh, number four, Sherpa or Sharipa. Um, it's been hit this morning. We mentioned it yesterday. This horse is as tough as old boots. If it gets in a dogfight, it pins the ears back and goes again. I love horses that do that. Yeah, it seems solid in the market too, uh, Milo. So wide gate, possibly a concern, but um, 1,200 metres, Murray Bridge, big track, so that might not be an issue at all. So maybe uh, the market doesn't seem to care about it. So... Yeah, good push for Sharipa. No doubt, Murray Bridge, uh, race eight, number four. And the the good shopping continued. We mentioned uh, this horse at Belmont in race number four at Belmont. Its name is Art of Sabraj. It's first up for Simon Miller and uh, Paddy Carberry here. I've got a lot of time for this horse. And it uh, looks like they've come for that again this morning too. I just got to find Belmont. It's obviously later in the day, so it tests me out. Sorry, mate. mate. I was trying to keep talking to fill it in for you. You did a really good good job. Was it race four? Yes, race four, the eight. Oh, yeah. That's a good push. And to be honest, 440 out there right now, I don't think last. So if the punters um, want to get involved there, it seems to be the one that gets, again, wide gate, but market doesn't seem to care. So 750 bet. Now $4.40. This morning, $5 into $4.40. It might get wiped pretty soon off the board as well. There is the Belmont Oaks on in race number seven. I mean, they've clobbered its closing in into a $1.80. I'd be just shopping around Noteworthy, Antique Miss. Any of the Peters horses are always set for it. Rusty Dreams, probably take on two, but I'll be having a little nibble on Noteworthy in the Belmont Oaks. Hey, um, Jules, any final words? This finals day, I've mentioned all week, this is when... 
when I was right into it, this was the one I always marked in that you've got to be pretty careful final stay at Flemington. It would always throw a doozy up. You'd have to go wider in your quaddies. Um, it, it, it can throw some interesting results this meeting in particular. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know Flemington as a whole is, is a place that is quite big for value. And I know we've got those four days that uh, at the carnival where there's, you know, $6 the field. So that's possibly, you know, maybe an outlier as well that, that goes into the sample size. But you're right. I mean, forms colliding from all different areas. We've got, you know, three-year-olds getting over to a staying trip that they probably haven't been before. You've got horses like in that 2,600-metre race where they seem to take it in turns. And then, you know, you've got a 1,600-metre race and the, the 12... It is a very tricky day and, and history tells us that. Um, but Flemington also tells us that as well, that it's such an even track and it's uh, really competitive. So every horse is there trying to win big day, big money for these kinds of horses that possibly don't get to have a crack at the spring. So um, I'm with you. It's a really difficult day. And the fact that, you know, I've only got one selection and you've only got a couple as well sort of proves that. Um, well, Godspeed Pacific Ruby. Jules, always love chatting to you on a Saturday morning. It's uh, a really informative hour. Mate, appreciate it. They can go to Foxcatcher, take you guys on or have a bet. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Milo. Good luck. Jules, well. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher there. Don't r- take a chance. Go to Alan Mance, of course. And, uh, well, all thanks to Survivor. Don't go to wessiensurvivor.com.au. Your chance to win 500. Coming up, Benny said, Mickey Gannon, Shane Curlio, James Jordan, Terry Layton. You name it, Brett Baker. And then Rob Logan, Andrew O'Toole for Darwin. Big next hour. Don't go anywhere. Turn the dial up, in fact. Back in a moment. <laughs> 